I begin this morning with a math question. A spiritual math question, but a math question nonetheless. If you love someone with all your heart, how much love do you have left to give to others? Some, a little bit, a lot, none at all. If you love someone with all your heart, how much love do you have left to give to others? The correct answer to that question is, it depends on who the someone is. If the someone is God, then to figure out how much love you have left, you will have to multiply. But if the someone in question is anyone, and I mean anyone other than God, then to figure out how much love you'll have left, you will have to divide or subtract. Let me explain. In today's Gospel passage from Matthew chapter 22, Jesus proclaims to us the two foundational commandments. The commandment to love God and the commandment to love your neighbor. But even though they are both commandments to love, there is a crucial difference between the two. And I mention this today because this is a difference that is often missed or ignored when people read these very well-known verses of sacred scripture. Notice that it says you are to love God with your whole heart. It does not say that you are to love your neighbor in that way. Neighbor here, incidentally, is a very broad term. It does not refer exclusively to the wonderful folks who live next door to you although it does include them. The word neighbor in this particular text of the Bible signifies all the human beings with whom you share your life. Even your spouse, if you happen to be married. Your children, if you have children, if you are so blessed. It signifies the members of your extended family. It even includes your enemies. Thankfully, all that it says is that you must love these human beings as you love yourself. Backing up for a minute, this means that from a Christian perspective, it's okay to love yourself. That might sound strange to some of us. You know, some people associate humility with self-hatred. They are not the same thing, not at all. Now, too much self-love is not a good thing, right? They call that pride. They call that narcissism. But too little self-love is equally bad. Contrary to popular belief, contrary to what the world would have you think, self-hatred is not a Christian virtue. Not at all. It's just the opposite. There obviously is a balance that needs to be achieved here. 
which is something that we should pray for. Have you ever prayed to love yourself? You should. Although it has to be the right kind of prayer. It has to be, dear Lord, help me to love myself as you want me to love myself. Not too much, but not too little either. This, when you really reflect on it, is key. Because, you see, if a person does not love himself rightly, he will not be able to love anyone else rightly. The proper love of self is the necessary precondition for the proper love of other people. And that's not my idea. That's according to Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Notice the wording of this verse, of this commandment. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Jesus presumes that we love ourselves and that we love ourselves rightly, properly. But what happens when you try to love your neighbor in another way? What happens when you try to love your neighbor with your whole heart? which according to Jesus Christ is the way that you are supposed to love God and God alone. Let me answer that question with a story. Some of you have heard this before, I'm sure, because I've shared it in other homilies, but it makes the point as well as I can possibly make it, so I share it again here today. I knew a woman many years ago whose husband died very suddenly of a heart attack. Knew her, this was, oh, 20 or so years ago, back when I was newly ordained. She was a daily communicant at her home parish, which is not this one. <laughs> it's in another part of the state. As a couple, she and her husband had been almost inseparable. They were blessed with three or four children. They had a number of grandchildren. They had a great marriage. They spent most of their free time together. They weren't always trying to escape from one another. So you can imagine how I and many others felt when three months after her husband died, this woman tried to take her own life. Thankfully, she failed. But she did try. As I said, I was a newly ordained priest at the time. And I remember being stunned, absolutely stunned, especially since this woman was at Mass, not just every week, every Sunday, but every single day. It did not make any sense to me until I thought about it in light of the Gospel text that we just heard at this Mass. It was then that I realized that this lovely lady had made the fatal mistake of loving her good husband with her whole heart. And so, when he was gone, so was most of the love in her life, including, it seems, her love for God. If you love someone with your whole heart, and that someone is anyone other than God,
than to calculate how much love you have left to give to others, as I said earlier, you will have to subtract or divide. This is why there are two commandments in this passage, and not one. You know, Jesus could easily have said to us, you shall love the Lord your God and your neighbor with your whole heart. That's not what he said. This is because Jesus Christ wasn't his God. So Jesus understood human nature a lot better than we do. Jesus Christ knew, and this is why he gave us two commandments, he knew that we need to love and that we need to be loved. But Jesus also knew that even the person on earth who loves us the most and whom we love the most will sometimes let us down and fail to be there for us, no matter how good they are. They might even stop loving us for a time or refuse to forgive us for something we've done to them. To some extent, my brothers and sisters, that's all to be expected. Because this person, as good as he or she might be, is only human. Only God is divine, which means that only God can always be there for us, to support us with his mercy and with his strength and with his comfort and with his grace. But it even goes beyond that. I said earlier that if you try to love God with your whole heart, you will have to multiply in order to figure out how much love you'll have left to give to others. In other words, when you try to love God the most, he responds by multiplying the love within you, which really shouldn't surprise us because, as St. John tells us in his first letter, God is love. So that leaves you with more than enough love to show to other people, including your enemies. This is what we see in the lives of holy people, and especially in the lives of the canonized saints of the Church. Because St. Maximilian Kolbe, for example, tried to love God with his whole heart, he had plenty of love left in him for others, including the prisoner that he died for in the concentration camp at Auschwitz during World War II. Because Blessed Mother Teresa tried to love God with her whole heart. She had more than enough love in her for the whole world. And especially for the poor, the sick, the most destitute among us. Because Immaculee Ilabegiza, the woman who spoke in this church to a packed house on Friday night, because Immaculee tried to love God with her whole heart. She had more than enough love left in her after the Rwandan genocide of 1994, which claimed the lives of a million people. She had more than enough love left in her to forgive her enemies, including the people who had butchered her parents and two of her three brothers. You shall love the Lord your God with your whole heart.
you shall love your neighbor as yourself. May the Lord help us to be faithful to these two great commandments as they are written down for us in the Bible so that we will have all the love that we need for God, for ourselves, and for other people.